This is the Bent on Better podcast, episode three. Welcome to the Bent on Better podcast, where better means becoming the best you. And now your host, the guy who flosses daily, Matt April. What is up, Better Nation? Matt April here, and joining us today is my good friend, Kevin D. Kevin is the owner and founder of DEA Strength Training, located just outside of Philadelphia. He is a certified strength and conditioning specialist and a fitness trainer. Kevin specializes in sports performance, such as strength, speed, power, agility, conditioning, and fitness training for fat loss, movement, and mobility. Kevin works with people all ages and capabilities for fitness and athletes from middle school all the way up to the professional level. Kevin is truly bent on better. Kevin, I've given the Better Nation just a little insight. So take a moment, share a bit more about yourself, then we'll get into the show. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me on, first of all. Um, Yeah, so I do fitness training. I, I own my own gym in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, which is uh, right along the main line, uh, as we call it around here, it's about hops, uh, skipping a jump from Center City, Philadelphia. Uh, I work with mostly athletes right now, um, doing sports performance training, you know, acceleration, getting faster, getting stronger, more powerful, and helping them get prepared for their season. I also do a lot of fitness training. We run boot camps that mostly specialize in fat loss because that's what most people are trying to do. But we also do a lot of strength training and toning, things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I do different kinds of things. It's not your average uh, boot camp class that you would find, uh, you know, just anywhere. We do a lot of different kinds of techniques and we focus a lot on doing what's necessary and what's essential um, and really not going overboard with it. But we also try to create it, um, you know, a, a fun atmosphere. I really want it to be like, you know, the best part of each person's day. So I want people to want to come to work out and, and come hang out with us. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that for a few years and, um, yeah, this is where I am right now. That's awesome. I've had the pleasure of training with you and I'll tell you what, it is a very fun atmosphere and I can see through your Instagram posts and your Facebook posts that people do have a good time while they're there and they do see results. So well done, Kevin. So to kick off the show, we always start with some sort of motivational mantra or success quote. So Kevin, please share with us your choice of a motivation and why you chose that quote or mantra. Um, this was a quote that was, there's nothing really special to it or anything fancy to it. Um, it was a quote shared with me by a, a friend a few years ago and it just it just resonated with me and it just stuck with me and it stuck with me so much that I actually, um, I got it tattooed. So, um, you know, it's always there as a reminder. And the quote is, uh, live in your strength. No, now it doesn't have to be, you know, lifting weights. It can kind of be to anything. So, you know, whether it's, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, just trying to be as strong as you can and remember that you are a strong person and that you can, you know, achieve anything that you put your mind to is something that I need to be reminded of occasionally. And I use it as the mantra for the gym. You'll see it's on the t-shirts that we have just to always be the strongest person that you can be for you. 
And, you know, that doesn't mean you have to like lift a thousand pounds, like I said earlier, but, um, you know, you just want to be a strong individual and constantly working towards being a strong individual. So that's something that I always, I live by and it's just something that has helped me, especially in harder times, uh, kind of push through things when I didn't really want to push through and, and, you know, get through those tough times that were difficult when, um, you know, I was experiencing them. I love that quote, live in your strength. I think it would be very important for our listeners to really take that one to heart and to follow up with that, what you said after, you can achieve anything. Mm -hmm. I believe it was Napoleon Hill who said, whatever the mind of a man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. And you just laid it out perfectly right there that if you believe it, you can achieve it. You can achieve anything. And of course, I'm equal opportunity. So whatever the mind of a woman can conceive and believe, it can achieve as well. So both for men and women, for anyone, if you believe it enough, you can achieve it yourself. Absolutely. So, Kevin, I want you to take us, take us way back. Take us to a time and make us feel like we were there with you when you were not as focused on being better. Maybe you weren't as fit or as healthy or just not as determined to improve your life and the lives of people around you. Take us to that time and share with us your story. Sure. Um, well, I'll take you back to my first two years of college, which was 2007 and 2008. And um, I actually went into school initially as a music major, and I thought that that was, that was what I wanted to do. And I also went into college just because I just thought, well, that's just what you have to do. You know, you have to go to college now. What had happened was a couple of things occurred during those two years where I first was, you know, young and didn't really think that my body was ever going to change. So I didn't really put a whole lot of effort into exercising as or eating well. And then also some other things happened. Unfortunately, my parents ended up separating, um, which is okay, which is fine. You know, it was tough then, but I'm, 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 I'm cool with it now. And, um, you know, so just a couple of things that I was hating what I was studying actually it really made me hate music. And I used to love playing and writing and performing and things like that. And it, studying it in college for some reason just made me hate it. And what happened was I actually ended up getting kicked out of school. That was kind of like, I never thought that that was going to happen to me. And it was kind of just like a shock. And I was just like, wow, I can't, I can't believe this happened. I had to, you know, tell my parents that I had gotten kicked out and all this money that we had spent and all these loans we had applied for. And I just, I had actually just signed a lease for a brand new apartment. And uh, I had just gotten a job at our fitness center too there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have this job that I just got. I have this apartment. Like, how could I have just gotten kicked out of school? How could I have just not cared at all? What I did for those two years essentially was I wasn't even like out partying and drinking or doing anything like that. I was sitting in my dorm room watching TV and DVDs. So I actually have an enormous DVD collection right now. But and it just I just never went to class because I just didn't care. It just it sucked. It was not it was not fun. I knew I was wasting money and I didn't do anything about it. I had to appeal that you know, getting kicked out to get back in. I had to go and sit before, you know, three different heads of different departments who, you know, didn't have any connection to me and essentially plead my case as to why it happened. And I had said, you know, I told them everything I just said about my parents splitting up and a few other things that, um, you know, I kind of milked it a little bit, but, um, 
it, you know, they ended up letting me back in and I was on, on suspension for, for quite some time after that. That's a very powerful story. I didn't know that about you. And we've known each other uh, for years now. I mean, yeah. at least five years, I'd say. So what was it that motivated you or inspired you to change, to make that change, to become more focused on improving your life and being better? In the start, you know, when you get kicked out of school, the idea of losing all that money is definitely a pretty significant motive. <laughs> um, but other than that, when I first got back and I started my job and I had my, my – uh, I was on probation – when I first had that, it was kind of just like, okay, you know what? It's time to get your life in order. Um, I left the music department to try and study something else. Uh, it took me kind of a while to figure out what that was going to be. But you know, getting a job at the gym, one of the things is I had gotten out of shape and I had gotten a little chubby here, and, and I didn't like the way that I looked. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to get back in shape. We're going to work out five days a week, and I'm going to use our facilities here. Just keep going. You know, I did that. And as I, each week, I just kind of grew more and more interested in fitness and in training um, and as well as nutrition. And I kind of just always wanted to know, oh, well, what does that do? How does that work? And um, I wanted to know how to get better. And so finally, somebody, one of my friends, Keith Hildebrand, suggested, hey, why don't you just go get your certification? You know, the gym will pay for it. And, it, you know, it's a pretty low-level certification, but it was still, it was like the start. And after that, it kind of just snowballed. And um, that was pretty much the start of, like, my fitness, getting into fitness and everything. And, uh, um, you know, I, I met different people here and there. But what really started as far as motivation to really better myself and better other people was um, I, I met somebody and um, – uh, we ended up getting together, and uh, I ended up pretty fairly quickly. Um, I ended up, you know, falling in love with this girl, and um, we're no longer together, and that's that's fine. Um, but when I was initially with her, um, you know, it was the first person who I'd ever really had such emotions for, and it was it was like unbelievably powerful. And every time I would want to slack on something, it was just no, like I wanted to be better for her, and. It was in that that really made me kind of realize, you know, it's something bigger than myself. I didn't want to do things so that I was, you know, was more attractive to her or more appealing to her or anybody else or that because I had this or could get that. It was I just wanted to be better so that I could make her life better, whatever role I was playing in it. And um, that's really powerful when you, you realize that. And you can you can really put yourself kind of in the role of doing something for others and selflessness. And uh, I kind of continued that and tried to I let that expand. Um, and even though we're you know we we haven't been together for a while now, um, I always try to think about how I have the ability to give people hope, and I have the ability right now to you know give make people happy and. If you can affect people's lives that way, you know, start thinking in that kind of sense about how your actions really do impact others. Um, that's, you know, that's huge and it's incredibly powerful. So, since then, since that happened, you know, years ago, that has just kind of consistently grown and grown and grown and grown. And that's really been uh, one of the big things that's motivated me to just be the best person I can be, um, physically, emotionally, mentally, and um, you know, just to keep 
we keep moving and try to be better so that I can help more people. I really liked what you said. After you said you, you had found that person, someone who meant a lot to you, you were then more focused on becoming something bigger than yourself, becoming better to make the lives of those around you better. I mean, that's what I took from your little, your story there is that you weren't so focused on just improving yourself, but you were focused on doing it so that you were helping others and becoming almost as if you were becoming a role model for those around you to have the ability to give someone hope or to make someone happy. That is, that's something you can't really put into words. And I do believe that people such as yourself who are trainers really do have to put themselves second to their the people who they're working with to make sure that they are number one in their in their lives and um of course you you can't neglect yourself but you have to make sure that you're putting in the time and effort to help that person achieve their goals and and by helping enough people achieve their goals you'll then be able to achieve your goals so where do you get your inspiration what is your favorite source of inspiration well, I have a few sources. Obviously, like I said, you know, a little self-inspiration when you're constantly talking to yourself about, you know, hey, I have the power to give hope. That's definitely inspirational. Um, but as far as an external source, uh, the you know, going to get, there's, you know, a couple different places. Sometimes, you know, I'll read. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, even music can can inspire you. Sometimes I'll go to uh, to friends and sometimes they'll just come to me Um because you know, not it's not always possible to just self motivate. Sometimes you need a little help being motivated as well. You, I spend you know you spend all day motivating hundreds of people. Who's going to help motivate you occasionally? You know, you everybody needs a little help now and then. So definitely my uh, my friends and my family they all believe in me. Um, you know their support is, is is amazing. I would have to say that seeing my members and especially my younger athletes succeed is probably one of the most inspirational things that I never expected. Um, you know, when you work with these kids for, you know, three or four months and you, you establish a, a relationship with them and then you get to go watch them perform and they're so happy that you came and it's so awesome to watch them succeed and do well. Um, it's just one of the most amazing feelings in the whole world. And, uh, it's, it's really awesome. So I actually, I love going to like my, my kids. And when I say my kids, I mean my athletes, um, I love going to, to, to their, their sporting events, to their games, uh, being, you know, showing support for them. And it's, it's so much fun. And I love talking with the parents. And when the parents come up to you and say, you know, thank you for being a role model to my, my son or daughter, you know, they really look up to you. Thank you for making them want to work out, which is like, again, Huge for me if I can get a kid to want to come work out after a long day of school and after their sports practice. That's like that that blows my mind because I know I never wanted to do that. <laughs> you know, it's it's a big deal when you feel like what kind of influence you have on them and to see them so happy. It's it's just an unbelievable feeling. So I, I love especially just when I'm feeling like down. I love just trying to see who's got a game going on today or this weekend and going and watching them and just watching them perform and and succeed. So that that for me is one of my biggest areas of of inspiration um you know to always keep moving forward. Sometimes you do need that little help 
to move forward and, and reaching out to your friends and family, like you mentioned, is very powerful. You wouldn't be, you would be amazed if you just took the time to ask someone for help, how willing they are to help you with whatever it may be. And of course, seeing people who you care for do well is always a powerful thing. So congratulations to you and your athletes. Kevin, what are you most excited about right now? Like, What has you super pumped that you want to share with everyone who's listening? Um, there's nothing really huge in the works right now. I'm just excited about the growth of the business. Um, I've been training for a long time and the business is, is fairly young still. Um, and while I'm still the only one running the whole thing and I'm busy and I'm stressed out and I'm running all over the place and I feel like a chicken with its head cut off, it's very exciting still. And um, it's, it's great to see that, you know, even though it's not huge steps, not huge, you know, big touchdown plays that we're making yet, um, it's, it's, it's fun to watch all the little pieces kind of come in place. And um, with every little piece, I get more and more excited about what the next step is. I would have to say the biggest thing for me is going to be hopefully we plan within this year, within 2015, to be moving into our own facility. Um, right now we share it with, with another uh, business. Um, so hopefully within 2015 we'll be moving into um, another facility. Hope to be bringing on um, a second employee, so another coach, to help kind of help me delegate a little bit. And as well, I think we might get be getting into a little bit of a, of a writing here and, and possibly uh, publishing a, a book within the next year or two um, as well. So hopefully those are my ideas for right now. The, the getting out of the space is definitely that needs to happen. So, you know, so just just overall growth, you know, growing, growing the boot camps, growing the athletes um, and just trying to get out there in every, you know, every way possible. Growth is what inspires us to keep building. So before we get into our next round, I just want to take a quick break. The Bent on Better podcast is brought to you by you. Head on over to bentonbetter.com to see how you can keep getting better and subscribe to our email list. Now we'd like to enter what I call the speed round, where I will ask you a series of questions in effort to provide our audience with the most value in the least amount of time. Are you ready? I am ready. Awesome. What was holding you back from becoming better? Um, myself in two ways. One, um, just not believing in myself. Um, so I have to constantly tell myself that like I can do this or get that kind of support from somewhere else. And then number two, um, just not being as responsible or as smart with certain actions or money um, as possible uh, as I should have been. So, you know, those two ways, being responsible as well as believing in myself. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Yes. Um, I have two that actually are awesome. One is I've really been trying to get better at this. I try to drink a huge glass of water first thing in the morning. I keep it I've been starting to put it right next to my bed so I don't even go to the bathroom or anything uh before I drink this glass of water. I think it's just a good way to start the day, um get your body awake. Um you know, those fluids going in definitely help health-wise, but also um the better you start your day, the better off the rest of it's going to be. So I just always try to start it off on a positive foot like that. Um the second thing is I have this day planner that I use 
Um, it's really, really great. It was made up by my friend Paul Reddick. And um, it's essentially you go through and before you even talk about your day planner, uh, you write down what is perfect in your life right now. So you're just kind of reminding yourself of all the amazing things that you have in your life. And um, it doesn't have to be anything specific, but I can say what's perfect right now. My friends, my family, my car, my job. Boom. On to the next thing. Um, and then what it does is instead of making like a huge list of a thousand things you could do, it divides up into categories as uh, personal, family, and business. Um, so you give yourself four things for each of those things that you want to accomplish that day and then really nothing else. So you spend more time doing quality things rather than quantity. Um, and that really helps you achieve more and um, prioritize uh, your tasks that you should be getting done. And then it finishes with, um, you know, is this something that I would be uh, happy with in, you know, if this was a page in my lifeline and someone was reading the book, would I be happy about this day? And you answer uh, yes or no. So, And I really like doing that. Awesome. It's it's like taking a few minutes to give yourself the gratitude for, for your life. And I love that. I also love the fact that you do the same thing as I do. Every single morning, first thing I do, huge glass of water. I've actually started putting just a slice of lemon. I, I squeeze it. I drop it right into my water. And I'll tell you what, the vitamin C and the potassium and all the great nutrients you get from the lemon helps just to fully cleanse yourself in the morning. And it really gives me a nice little jolt to wake up. And then I go into having my first meal of the day right. in the gym and so on and so forth. But that nice. big glass of water is, I can't tell you, it, it does wonders. So, yeah. Nation, please take notes. Start drinking a glass of water first thing in the morning, you guys. Kevin, what is your favorite internet resource or app? Um, I would have to say internet resource as far as training goes is this website called exrx.net. Um, just has a lot of cool little tidbits in um, in there. Um, I've been using this app called Headspace and it's kind of like a meditation type app. You know, meditation is very, very difficult and this kind of helps ease you into it. Um, and I've been using it recently and, and I really, I really do enjoy it. So it's called Headspace. If you could recommend one book to our listeners, what would it be and why? Can I recommend three? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So the first one would be, um, let's say, I'm going to call it, this one will be like more for like training. Um, and it's called Intervention by Dan John. And it's just an amazing book that kind of actually gets into the balance of work, play, pray, and rest. And it's it's just awesome. Um He's a, he's a phenomenal trainer. He's one of the best in the biz. It's a very easy read. Um, he's funny in the book. Um, and it's really about being simplistic with exercise um, as well as other things and, and not making everything so complicated. It's, uh, it's, it's a great book. The second one I just finished reading, and it's called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. And um, it's, it's, it's about meditating, like I said. And it's really just about – trying to, um, it's sometimes for me, it's hard to, you know, control and focus and the meditation thing and about, you know, just being a 10% happier. Um, it's a really great book about, you know, controlling the mind and about how everything is not so as bad as it seems. Um, and then the last book is this book called the last lecture by, uh, Randy Pausch. 
Um, and it's just a, it's about a professor from Carnegie Mellon who was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And he was asked, you know, before he was diagnosed, what would your last lecture be if you were going to die tomorrow? He took that and when he was diagnosed with it because pancreatic cancer is so, um, he did a last lecture. It was pretty much, you know, like a, a life, what, what are the most important things in life that you should know? Um, and I just really liked the overall book. Um, and I can't remember anything specific from it, but it was just a great message about focusing on what matters and not focusing on what doesn't matter. Imagine you woke up one day in someone else's body. You still have all of your current knowledge, but you were in a situation that requires improvement. You may be unfit, unwell, undermotivated, or just want to get better. What are the first three things you would do to start improving your life? Uh, if I have all the knowledge, all my current knowledge, the first thing I would do is set aside time each day for myself. I have experienced a lot of, uh, you know, in this whole business thing, you feel like, oh my gosh, like what's, uh, if I'm not doing any, anything, I feel guilty. Um, and I've learned recently that it's very important to make sure you have time each day to do something for yourself, something that you want to do. You don't have to be working all the time and you should, you should be spending time thinking and, and, and doing things that are for you. Um, so I would set aside, it doesn't have to be a long time, but even, you know, taking 10 minutes just to sit and relax, um, you know, or half an hour to read, half an hour to watch TV, whatever it is that you want to do, set aside time to do it. The second thing that I would do would be to take small steps. So I'll give you an example that I'm actually doing right now. I have the hardest time eating clean all the time. Okay. I can't even do like two days in a row of just eating clean. I eat clean for 90% of the day. And then I come home at night and I'm tired and I want to just sit and snack on crackers or whatever. So I'm trying this thing right now, taking small steps where for the month of January, I am going to take one day per week where I'm absolutely eating 100% clean by my standards. And then I'm not going to go out of my way on the other days to eat junk food by any means. But if I do, no big deal. In February, I'm going to up it to two days. March will be three, April four, May five, and so forth. Because um, I just find that every time I go cold turkey with something and just try and run through a wall, it doesn't work and I end up falling off the wagon. So I'm trying to take small steps to... Um, you know, reach my goals and create good habits rather than just do everything at once. So I would say take small steps. So, you know, if it was somebody, if I was way overweight or something, try drinking a little bit more water. Maybe I'll add in one more green vegetable today than I had yesterday. Um, small steps like that. Um, and then the third thing would be uh, just to start moving, uh, moving, whether it's walking, jumping, doing any kind of fitness class, lifting weights, you know, it gets the blood flowing, okay? There's nothing bad about that. And that will produce creativity and um, productivity in other areas of your life. So I think that, you know, an object at rest tends to stay at rest, an object at motion tends to stay in motion. Um, so if I'm sitting on the couch and I can't get up, you know, I'm going to be less likely to do other things that I need to be doing, whether it's work or, you know, anything uh, it's, I'm going to be more likely to get those things done if I've been active and I'm moving around um, at that point. So I would say just to move. Whatever it is, just move. 
Setting aside time for yourself is very important. Taking small steps towards anything is very important. And of course, start moving because like you said, an object at rest stays at rest and an object in motion stays in motion. So simply just by moving. And it's funny, I read an article and I can't reference it right now, but if I can find it, I'll try to put it up on the page on the bentonbetter.com page where there was a significant study done to show that the, the difference in brain activity was significantly higher in those who were active compared to those who were not active. So simply by moving around, getting the blood flowing, like you said, will stimulate the brain, get you more active, and then get you start thinking outside of the box with whatever it is, whether it's work, fun, doesn't matter. It just gets you moving and, and gets you better. Um, with that first one, the, the taking care of yourself or, or giving time to yourself, um, there's a quote that my friend Paul, who I mentioned earlier, um, always says to me, and I think it's really awesome, and it's um, – you got to put your own mask on first. And the what he's referring to is is a fireman. So if a fireman or um, someone on like a – if you're on an airplane. So a fireman um, is no good to anybody if he doesn't put his breathing mask on first. If he runs in there without his mask all hurriedly, he's not – he's just going to get in the way. Same thing with on an airplane. When the, you know those masks drop, if uh, you know there's a sudden change in altitude or whatever – um, they always say put your own mask on first because then you're going to be able to help other people. And that's the same thing that you do here is when you take time for yourself, you're better able and better suited to help somebody else. So, Kevin, before we end the show, what would be your one parting piece of guidance? Please give us a way that we can better connect with you and then we'll call it a day. Well, the better way, best way you can connect with me is probably through um, Facebook or through my website. Uh, Facebook is DEA Performance and Fitness. The website is DEAStrengthTraining.com. Uh, my email is up there too. It's Kevin.DEA at DEAStrengthTraining.com. You know, check us out. Like us on Instagram, which is at Philly Athlete Training, as well as Twitter uh, at Diesel Fit. And Diesel is spelled D E A S E L. And the last piece of advice I would say is. Don't give up and be as consistent as possible. You don't have to make touchdown plays every single day. Just like in football, all you got to do is move the chains. You just get consistent, small uh, gains, small yardage. You will get to your goal. You will get better. There's going to be setbacks too. So every time you know the quarterback gets sacked and they lose yards, does he stand up and say, oh my gosh, the game's over? No, he doesn't. He gets up and he keeps moving. Stay consistent, stay persistent, make small, consistent efforts every single day and you'll get there. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today and for helping us get just a little better. Remember, Better Nation, even though we may be content with our current situation, there is always room to be better. Now it's time to become the best you. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Bent on Better podcast at www.bentonbetter.com.